Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 107. I'm your host, Waxer, as always, with my co-host, Ads. Booster Keith did not disappear. He was here this entire time. He was just staying on the down low. Ads, how you doing? I'm fucking sore. And I hate snow. All right, tell me about your ski adventure, because uh, I saw a couple of your tweets, but uh, it didn't seem like you were enjoying yourself. I mean, you're, <laughs> no, I did not enjoy whatever. myself. I just want to say skiing, white people sport. I just want to thank <laughs> white people for creating skiing. Fucking terrible. I, okay, so so let me just let me just um explain. So I've I've seen snow before, but I'm too young to really remember it. Um, so this is my first real like, I, and I and it snowed like once he, here where I live in Japan, but it was like just like a very brief snow, like it barely lasted on the floor. You know, like what I mean, like it melted pretty much instantly. Um. And this was like my first real snow experience. Now, first off, I don't know. Maybe I expected more snow, but it, there wasn't as much snow as I expected. Like I expected the whole town to be snow, but really, it was just the slopes that had snow on them. And there was like ice and like snow patches on the sides of the roads, but not as much snow as I expected. So that's that's whatever you know. Like, um, guess on me for not really understanding how snow works. Maybe I don't know. Um, and then I. You know, we we do the whole rental procedure. You know, we rent skis. I just, skiing is just so expensive, man. It's ridiculously expensive. Like my skis and my my poles, my boots, um, or, or the jacket, the the ski pants, the jacket. Like I don't, I don't have any of that stuff, right? Like I've never skied, so what? I have that stuff. Um, that cost how much did that cost me for two what, days? Two hundred dollars? Oh, probably way more. Yeah, like for two days, like one hundred eighty dollars. Okay, I bet. And then, I, mean, I want to say, yeah, sorry, go on. And and then on top of that, the ski lift tickets cost for two days just to use the lifts cost one hundred fifty dollars. I'm just like, what is this sport like? Like how how many times can you realistically ski as a beginner to make that worth it? Like it's not worth it. It's just like a rort. Uh, and then then. The lesson costs another fifty dollars. So really, I'm paying all this money to just feel like I'm going to die or kill somebody on the slopes at all times. And so, but for, for some reason, my girlfriend just showed, didn't really show me how to stop or really do anything. She just put me in the beginner like little sli- slide thing. I just slid down it, and then I I stopped, quote unquote, stopped really. But I really just stopped because the slope didn't have a high enough incline and then she was like well okay um let's go on the slopes and i'm like okay and so so like i was fine like uh, this is ironic but like i was fine except i don't really know how to stop and there are lots of people on the slopes so you never feel comfortable without and some people are going quite quite quickly so i just felt like i was going to kill somebody at all points or i was going to die um so i just quit skiing after like a couple of hours Uh, and that was it that was that was my adventure with skiing a terrible sport absolutely terrible the amount of times wow. that you need to go that's, the, the, that's surprising the amount, of, yeah. the amount of times that you'd need to go to feel like you're not going to kill somebody or to feel any enjoyment out of the skiing part of it is like a ridiculous sum of money it's so mm. stupid but, wait did you not so i, I want to ask did you not enjoy like uh the sensation of speed or whatever you know the no the, the so, so you were just worried about dying the entire time Really, I was worried about killing somebody else. I don't really care if I died, but I don't want to hit somebody <laughs> else. And I did. And said, I like. 
you said you took a class though. Did they teach you how to break in the class? Later, I, that was after I'd already experienced death and already decided to quit. Anyways, wait, you took a class after before you you didn't even you didn't start with a class. You no. went down the slope with no knowledge a few times, and then you took a class. Exactly. Why, why do you do it that way? Why, why do you do it that way? I don't know. Because apparently I had to go down the slope to get to where the class was. That was a lie. Right. I could have taken a taxi there. All right. I'm, I'm going to say this This is like very uh, out of character for you. Because you, you, you seem like the kind of person who would be very reckless and enjoy this kind of life-threatening experience. I, I would normally. That's the thing. If there were no other people around and I was the only life being threatened, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. But there's so many people around and just like, yeah, like the amount of times that I need to go to like make it enjoyable, it's not a amount of times that I'm willing to go. As a, as a beginner, don't you, don't you just break by like making a A shape with your, with your, uh, or uh, whatever, I guess in Japanese you would call like a ha or a We, eight, we call it the shape. pizza. We, the, yeah. You just said pizza. Yeah. You, you, and, and then you, you break, you, you slow, slow down. down. Yeah. yeah. You slow down. Kind of. Or but not fast. Or you. Yeah, or or you can just fall if you want to. I, that's what I did. I fell. Do you know how hard it is to get up when you fall? It's a bit annoying. It's a bit annoying. It's a really annoying. I'm I'm surprised you felt that way because like I've I've only skied I've skied literally one time time in my life when I was in my teens and it was basically I don't know somewhere in Korea, and I remember I took like an hour of lessons which was annoying because like. But after the lessons, I, I I I quite enjoyed myself on the beginner slopes, and I never went again. But like, I I can see myself not wanting to do the intermediate slopes because I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of a wuss, and I don't I don't like that that kind of like actual danger. But you know, just doing the beginner slopes is pretty fun for me. And just the amount of like danger I saw like, on these slopes, like I'm surprised more people. Like, I know skiing is pretty dangerous, and a lot of people die. But I don't know how and more the people don't die. Wait, th- these were the beginner slopes, right? This is on the yeah. beginner slopes. But it was so long. I thought it would just be like a short, like 50 meter thing. I feel like this is like more of an indictment of you than anything. Because like me, who is not who is not very uh, risk seeking and generally doesn't do anything dangerous. I thought like the beginner slopes were, were pretty fun. So I think this is more I, about you. This is this is I, a you thing. I, I don't care. White blue sport. I'm canceling it. You would rather I'm fight canceling. people. You would rather get into a fight with your Lebanese soccer gang than yes, ski. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, Keith, have you been skiing? Have you ever skied? Absolutely not. Okay, white people sport. Absolutely. Any interest at all in trying? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm telling you, this okay. shit is whacked. No, not for like I've, I've actually I hate it. I hated it so much. I fucking hated it. What? I have I have uh, one dream of going to a ski lodge, and that's literally just to stay inside. That's basically what I did. I thought you were going to say the dream. It, I thought you were going to say it was the dream was like it was a murder mystery where where you, you were trying to get, avoid get, getting killed. I I would I would be more down for that than skiing. I would rather just be like trapped in the ski lodge overnight and like have to survive than go skiing. Can I can I gauge your guys' um, taste for I don't know semi dangerous like activities? I have I have none. I have zero taste for it. You like I'm roller coasters? The, I'm the exact opposite of an adrenaline junkie. Do you like roller coasters? At no, all? I hate them. So you you actively dislike them? Yes. 
I would I will avoid them. I've been on some roller coasters by happenstance. Um, yeah, I I would never willingly do it. the The closest I'll get to willingly going on a roller coaster, I don't even know if you guys are gonna know what this is. You know what the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios is? No. Is okay. It's basically just like a um. I don't even. What other? What can I compare? It's just basically what? like one of those raft rides with a, like a water raft ride with a giant drop okay. at the end. Um, okay, okay. That's like the mean. closest I get to, like liking a roller coaster, like that, like some sort of like thrill ride. Okay. I hate roller coasters too. For what? Just because? Because uh, of the? I hate heights. Uh, heights. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Splash Wait, Mountain. That's... that's the one. Guys, what do you th- what do you think about motorcycles? I'd never ride a motorcycle. Same. You would never ride it. Okay. No. So yeah, okay. So you, you're you're just risk averse. Well, I mean, you're risk averse in a certain sense. It's like the, the drugs and the soccer fighting are okay, but going very fast, not okay. Is that is that what you're saying? Pretty much. All right. A- also, I think heights. those are like those are like way different things. Also. Yeah. Like like uh... skiing is like. The idea is to, I mean, I guess in a sense, motorcycles are too, but like skiing and roller coasters are like supposed to be like thrilling and dangerous and fun. Motorcycles are, I, in a sense, yes, but like in a sense, if you're riding a motorcycle because it's thrilling, dangerous and fun, I feel like you're, you're doing the wrong thing is if, if you're on like a road, at least. Wax, I mean, I want to feel... ask you a question. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. Okay. When you all went right, skiing. Why did you enjoy it? Like, what was enjoyable about it? Uh, because you were shit. Go for- you were really bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it, but it, I was still, I mean, I know, like, relatively, like, if you looked at me from, like, third person, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going down such a, such like a low incline at such a slow speed. But when was, you start, from my, po- from my point you play of view, a video fun, game. it was like, yeah, yeah, when you play a video game, right, and you're shit, you're fucking garbage, are you having fun? It depends on the game. Most of the time, I don't have fun. I mean, <laughs> you just are you are you saying that you didn't have fun skiing because you're too competitive? No, I don't, no, I don't really get that. Look, I, I would have kept trying if I thought that there was any chance of me being good enough to actually be like competent enough to not fear for my life at all moments. Of time. Like, I, I didn't think like, wow, I'm having fun. All I thought about was I hope I don't fucking kill this child who's like 10 times I- better skier than me. I mean, maybe I was just too unaware as a, as a teenager, but I just like enjoyed the uh, the base, you know, the thrill of uh, going fast. It's it's a very basic fun, you know. It's like human beings like going fast. Oh, like I guess not not all human beings, but like a decent number of human beings just enjoy going fast. That's why people drive fast. That's why people eat, like roller coasters. That's why people like uh, skiing. Well, Isn't that it? When I saw when I saw a three year old ski down the mountain yeah. with no issues, and I was falling every ten meters because I didn't know how to stop. Um, I decided to quit then. So it's because you're too competitive. Exactly. I, I, I feel like you're you're covering for your cowardice. No, uh, I I am scared. Uh, it's undoubted that I'm scared. Also, I don't know why, but I sucked at being able to get up. Being able to get up took too much effort. Too much effort. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit annoying. But at, I'm, I'm, I'm and I fell I, like I, ten times down that mountain. I think I told you this before, but like I, I would definitely go again if it was just cheaper and more accessible. But my main hang-up is that it's expensive and annoying. It's so, so expensive. Probably, I will probably never do it again. 
unless it's like again. unless it's like some some weird situation where like i don't know i get invited on a group vacation and i kind of have to go or something like that i don't know i'll people, go people do that right i'll go i'll go to just do yeah. what the kid said sit in the ski lodge and drink yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hanging out in the lodge and the hot tub with some hot chocolate, and y'all that's can it, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. All y'all right. spend the fucking four hundred dollars to ride down a mountain. All right, well, I I feel like I've learned something about ads, and uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's like a it's a worse in my opinion of you. It's it's just changed it a little bit. Basically, if Ad sees a three-year-old do something better than him, he's gonna stop because he hasn't been doing it since he was three, and he's too competitive. I mean, he's no, in Japan. but he's, but, he's, but he's, no. he's, he's like, yeah. That that's not it. The, the 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 fact is to get better than the three-year-old at other things is is within my means. It's not within my means to become better than the three-year-old at skiing. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's definitely like a little bit of an annoying thing to do maybe once. I, I could see that. Unless you're gonna commit hard to it. In any case, let's uh well that that's that's skiing. Uh cool. Let's move on to our next topic. Also it was cold. It was fucking oh, cold. Oh yeah, you're not used to, Yeah, you're not used to cold. It's not, My not bones handling hurt. it very well. <laughs> Your bones are and it was hard to breathe. That's from the cold. Trying to breathe? Oh, were you high up? I don't, I don't know how that shit works. I don't know how high up it was. It was fucking hard to breathe, though. Oh, I, I forgot to ask you. Did you make the snow angels you said you were going to make? Nope. I didn't get to do that. What? Well, I mean, you, you're falling down a lot. You might as well have have done it while you were down there. I should have. You forgot. All right. It's okay. Anyway, so w- winter. Not... not <laughs> Winter and snow, not what it's... Uh, not what it's talked up to be, is what you're saying. No, winter's good. Snow is shit. I got it. Anyway, let's let's move on to our first topic of the day. Um, let's, let's get the serious topic out of the way first because I don't know how long we're going to go on it. But um, I was very intrigued by the recent uh, Demar Hamlin's uh, situation, which uh, I mean, fortunately, it, tur- it seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, we still have to see what ha- how if he recovers fully. But at least as of now, he seems to be recover uh, on pace for a good recovery. Anyway, yeah, so if you didn't know, Keith, did you follow this story? I guess it's, it's impossible not to follow if you're in the States, but DeMar Hamlin, player for the Buffalo Bills, he basically fell unconscious during a football game against the Cincy Bengals. And there was a very long pause where people didn't know what was happening. And apparently, he, as it turns out, he went into cardiac arrest and they were giving him CPR on the field and people were fearful for his life. And... Uh, they ended up canceling the game because of it, and there was... Is it officially canceled, or is it postponed? Yeah, well, so basically, they postponed it indefinitely at the time. So, so they called the game for the night. They said they weren't going to continue the game for the night once they realized. Well, we'll get into the details in a bit, but what's happened is they ended up post. They didn't know what they were going to do with it for a couple of days, and they ultimately ended up saying, okay, we're not going to replay it. It's just this game is a no contest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was interested in this this because it was like very similar, reminded me of the Christian Eriksen situation in uh, the Euro twenty twenty one tournament between I think what was it Denmark and Finland, and basically the same thing happened in this situation too, where a player uh, suffered cardiac arrest in the middle of a match. They had to pause the match, but it was interesting to see that in the uh, Euro situation, 
after around a, what, around a two-hour pause, they resumed the game. And the tournament kind of went on as basically as planned. And Ed, so before before I get into my rants um, or my my deeper thoughts on this, what what are what are your observations about this situation? My observations about the situation were that I thought it was really good. I th- I expected them to keep playing, to be honest. Mm, Why did you expect that? Uh, because of experiences in other sports now. Like in in NRO, for example, there have been situations not where somebody has like had a cardiac arrest necessarily, but like people who have been you know paralyzed, um, and games have continued, and that's been pretty common. Like there are very few injuries that have ever like called off a game. I think, like called it off completely. Hmm. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see that it happened. And we'll get into the reasons behind what happened and what to compare it with more recent events like the Ericsson thing. But I thought it was good yeah. that the team, uh, by, the, by the looks of it, uh, and I didn't read so too I, much. I, was... I kept up with a few yeah. threads on t- on Reddit and on Twitter, but I didn't like read it into too much. By the looks of it, it looked like it was a team's decision more so than the NFL decision. Right, right. So we'll get to that in a second. But I'll, I'll say that it's true. Like the NFL, like rugby, has injuries all the time. People, you know, their legs get broken or, uh, you know, they get knocked out. It happens all the time. Games never, they are never, you know, they, they stretch for the guy out and generally they resume. Like, But this situation was very unique because it's so for the reporting, it seems to be that the player on the field, they could immediately tell this was not like any of those injuries. It was not like, oh, this guy, he dis- dislocated his knee. Or, you know, he just got, like, concussed really badly. Like, they immediately knew this was, like, on a different scale where it wasn't just, like, oh, it's an injury he'll get better better from. But people, like, they immediately realized this guy might die. Like, they, like, and, you know, having not been in that situation, I don't know how they realized it. But apparently, like, it was clear to everyone that's what, that's what was going on. Because I think uh, someone was out there giving him CPR. They're probably bringing out, like, <sighs> what is it? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, what, whatever. Maybe. Well, I don't know if they did that. I just know that the treatment they were giving him, it made it like very obvious to these players who are, they've probably seen these injuries on the field since they were like teenagers playing full yeah. contact football. So so they were, they're the ones who would know immediately, oh shit, this is different. So I think that's why uh, they ended up making the decision to call the game. So, basically, so this is where a little bit of controversy comes in. If you look at the reporting. Uh, so... On the broadcast, the ESPN broadcaster, he received a word from someone on the ESPN broadcast crew who said he talked to the league. So, so apparently someone down, down the chain, this is a little bit of he says, she said, but someone on ESPN in the production said he talked to the NFL and NFL, and he told the broadcaster to relay to the fans, okay, the NFL is telling the players, we're going to have a five-minute warm-up period and we're going to resume the game. And that didn't end up happening. They ended up calling the game and... They ended up calling the game because basically the teams and the players, they met up and they were like, okay, now we're, we're not playing. This game's going to stop for tonight at the very least. So there's a little bit of he said, she said there because the, the, uh, they, they eventually um, someone from the league NFL, because, that, because of that reporting they had replied with, uh, someone from the office said, not sure where that came from. There was no... Pa- uh, da, 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 da. Yep. Basically, to completely deny that it ever happened. So, this, so that's kind of an interesting scenario. 
So who knows if they're covering their asses or whether it was just like a, it was truly a miscommunication between, because it's been honest miscommunication. It could be just uh, the NFL covering their ass or it could be, uh, who knows? Like it, It's it's yeah, a little bit unclear. It is the NFL covering their asses. I mean, okay. like you, you think- said, there is a difference in the fact that like a concussion, for example, like someone being knocked out, like that, that's different because, you know, like they're knocked out, but like, um, and there, there have been bad like concussions, like where the players like visibly shaking after it. Like I, I've seen those kind of concussions happen, um, mm-hmm. where it's almost like the player is like having a seizure, really. Um, yeah. But it's different in that you know, like seeing CPR is like a, just a different scale happen. Like yeah. most people, yeah. know, that almost never happens on the field. Same thing with like broken legs. The only thing I'd compare it to, and it's still not the same, is like actual like back injuries where a player can't feel their legs or can't feel their hands. Um, but even that's still different. You know, like, there's no, like, real danger to their life. Okay. Or at least immediate danger. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, there was apparently, there's, like, some circumstantial evidence that the uh, the restart was being considered. Like, apparently, the Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, he was, like, throwing balls as if he was warming up. But who knows? Maybe it could just be, like, him doing something to, you know, like, he... If, if if you're in like an awkward situation in like a very like nervous situation, maybe he's just he was just doing that to, you know, calm himself down, or maybe he was actually getting ready. Who knows? So that's circumstantial. Like, who knows? In any case, the game did not resume, and uh, after some debate, they decided they were considering moving it to a different, um, you know, po- moving and playing at, resuming the game at a different date. But eventually, they decided just no, nah, it's going to be a no contest, and they'll deal with the you know consequences in terms of the standings later. Yeah. All right. So ads, I gotta ask. Uh, all right. So I, I well, I guess I guess maybe that we should, we should move on to the the contrast, the contrast here, because so if you compare this to what happened in the the Euro, so this yeah, is okay. this is basically so this is the account I've been able to piece together from what I've read at least. Uh, UEFA they went to the players after Ericsson went down and they said, hey. You can either resume today or you can resume tomorrow, but it has to be today or tomorrow because uh, of the schedule, basically. Because the Euro is very different from American football. It's, uh, it's, a held in a, it's a tournament held in a finite amount of time. All the venues are booked, like the finals, the, the playoffs. Like They're basically in the playoffs of American football already, the equivalent. And it's you can't really postpone a game more than like, like whatever it, X amount of days, and also apparently there's like UEFA rule that says that players need 48 hours of rest between matches. There's like a rule that says that, so you only move things so far unless you want to move, unless you want to like reschedule the entire tournament. Yeah, it's, it's not like you can't like, like rescheduling one match is really hard unless you want to like shift the entire tournament schedule ahead by like a week. So it's yeah, very difficult. Even if you change that one game, then the yeah. next the next team who plays the right. ne- that team, two, one of the two teams, also has to change their game. But because of the forty-eight hour rule, the forty-eight hour rest rule, you don't you don't want to break that rule. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was so basically they, they gave the players say, hey, do you want to resume today? Tomorrow, the players decided today, and uh, there's there's a bunch of interviews with the players saying that hey, that was a shitty situation. We wish there was a different option. And in general, like they 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 don't feel good about it, but they don't seem to. From what I from my read of the quotes is that they didn't seem to. Well, they seem to think that well, what else are we supposed to do? You know, like they're not like you know they're not criticizing UEFA in a direct way, saying they they should have done this instead. They're saying it's a shitty situation. We hated it. Oh well. Yeah, um, I th- I think that 
the problem with the Ericsson one was that the players themselves um, aren't in the best position to like decide that thing, you know, like to, to like they're they're really in shock, right? Um, but you know, you wait for kind of what do you call it? Kind of um, marketed it or framed it in a way that the players wanted to keep playing on, which was un un at the at the very least like an unfair the word, representation the word, of the truth, right? It's the wording in some of their tweets and stuff like that, and like their statements was a little bit dishonest, making it seem as if the players were like very proactive in it, whereas it was more like the players were given one or two like, two bad choices, and I don't. And there's not there hasn't been much reporting on behind the scenes in terms of like how strong armed they are. Like, what could the players have realistically done? Like, there's not there's not enough reporting to to there's not enough details out there for me to know that. But it does seem like uh, UEFA was basically sort of um, I don't know coerced them or made it seem like there was no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, so just to read the tweet from UEFA after that, following the request made by players of both teams, UEFA yeah. has agreed to restart the match between Denmark and right. Finland tonight at 8.30. Right, and that's and very dishonest framing. I mean, basically what actually happened was they gave them a choice of two options, and then once they picked that option, they made, they framed it as if they chose, they, that they were, like, very much for it. Yeah. So, but I, but that, that's, that's typical UEFA ship, shipbaggery. Yeah, um, FIFA and UEFA are not, are not very, very nice people. Um, right. So, so the question I wanted to ask, so there's, this was like raises a bunch of questions for me in terms of like the general culture of the leagues. Um, so the NFL player, what what would have happened if the players like what? Well, let me let me ask one question: like, Why did the players not uh, fight back harder in soccer? Is the culture just such that they're they're so used to being abused by the leagues and the, having no agency that it didn't even occur to them that they could do that? Or do they just love this? I don't, I don't call it love of the sports, but, but are their priorities a little bit different in terms of like weighing, um, I mean, I the, know, the thing weighing with weighing their mental health versus playing the games out. Like yeah, well, what, 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 what do you think with, it is? I think with the tournament, there's always going to be a push to play the tournament. Right? like to, to, to know that, you're in a tournament situation versus a league situation. This is just a regular season game, right? It was a kind of important game, but still, yeah, it was a regular season game. Yeah, like it's different when you're in a tournament, I think. And it's also like playing for your country as well has a different prestige to it. To play in a... Yeah, it is an international event. Like it's... it's The the like mental of like wanting to push forward. Um, Yeah, so... I think that's the important guess, part to like remember. I guess it does make sense because the NFL players like they did understand that if they forced the end to the game, if they forced a postponement, they they knew that there was there was like an option B. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't cause a huge problem. Like they were aware of the situation, even if they didn't think think through it like very in detail. They were aware that hey, there's X weeks ahead. It's not the end of the world. Like they could figure something out, right? They were in that situation. Whereas I feel. I guess the players in the in the Euro, they also like sort of implicitly knew, hey, if we postpone this, it could just send every the entire tournament spiraling into like a chaos scenario. So maybe they felt like they had they had to suck it up and, and play. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I think I think they like there was no choice, right? In this situation, even well, I mean, if you believe... well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying like the the choice is like you just you force you say we're not going to resume, and you fight the tournament, and you 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 go into direct conflict, and maybe the tournament doesn't happen, or maybe your team's disqualified. But yeah, those yeah. are those are options. I think the the option was to forfeit. To, that to, was it. Yeah, forfeit. Forfeit, and um, then the question is who forfeits and. Probably gonna be Denmark because you know it's their mm-hmm. player, um, yeah. and that's the answer. Like they weren't willing to do that. Uh, to say that they didn't have an option is a f- like it's false pretense. Yeah. Like they had an option, right. they could forfeit. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that was was an option to, towards mm-hmm. them. Um, and in the NFL situation, right? Like they had no confirmation when they decided that we're not. Hey, we're not going to play tonight. That. The NFL wouldn't make them forfeit, right? Like that could have happened. It's only right. because um, both teams like were in some sort of agreement, right? And I don't know. Maybe, right. Who knows? The players and the coaches from each team uniformly determined they would have finished the game on Monday night. The league sources told the Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If this, uh, who knows if this happened? And I think if it did, ha- I do think if it did happen, um, we would have heard about it. Who knows if Denmark didn't go, you know, to the team and say. Hey, like, um, you know, we we don't want to play tonight. Um, will you back us? Maybe that happened, and the other team didn't back them, or something. Or they, or you know, like, there's so many situations that could have happened and didn't happen. Yeah. But say that there was no so, option, then yeah, that seems fake. So, so, so I do wonder, like, yeah, this all this all brings makes it interesting. Like, how much of this is circumstance, and how much of it is actually like the leagues being truly, you know, carrying or callous, however you want to see it. Like if this had happened in NFL in during the playoffs when there was no uh, room for adjustment, or like you know, like or maybe like say like you know in the most dire scenario, let's say it was a Super Bowl, right? And the, can you can you can you postpone the Super Bowl? Probably not, right? Like you would assume that if this happens during the Super Bowl, they're actually going to do the protocol where it's like, okay, we don't know what's happening, to this guy, but we're going to resume. You, you think that would happen in the Super Bowl? Probably. Do you think they 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 would the NFL would have forced a resumption? I think so. Yeah, I think it's highly likely. You don't think the player? What do you think the players would have done? Do you think the players and coaches they would have? I think they would have gone along with it. Yeah, I think they would have played. Because it's different, like a Super Bowl. How many chances do you have to win a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. Because because. I'm, maybe I'm just speculating here. So, so I, I know that like a lot of this is due circumstance, right? Because like one of these things, ha- different circumstances, one of these happened during a match where, you know, it was reasonable to think that it could be rescheduled, and another match was one where it was basically impossible for it to be rescheduled without reading the tournament. So there are like objectively different circumstances, but I feel like um, this is just conjecture from me. But at least from like from the way I can, from what I've read about soccer and what I've read about the NFL. I do think that like it also just comes from how much leverage the players have relative to the to the league. Like in in a weird way that NFL, you know, it's called in in the states, like it's called the worst league where the players have the least power and the least leverage. But I feel like compared to like European soccer, no, not European soccer, but like, let's like world soccer, I feel like they still have it. Like they still have way much more power compared to that. Like I feel like when you look at how things go. In uh, in, in European soccer, like minus like you know the top five most expensive players, 
it feels like everyone else is just a pawn and they have like absolutely no power whatsoever. I mean, you- yeah, I think so. I think that happens a lot, and it, like you see, there there is a players' union in um in you know in soccer. It's called Fifth, Fifth Pro. Um, but the difference is, um, it's it's kind of ironic that this is the difference. But the difference is that there are so many leagues and so many different countries to like play with in terms of like legal battles, you know, legal reasonings, um, right, right. legal requirements. Right, it makes it so much harder right, to have. Right, I'm generalizing. I'm, I'm generalizing across like hundreds of different leagues, so I probably shouldn't do that. No, it, but it, it, that, that makes it harder to, to have like a consensus because even when you, like let, let's say let, like in the NFL, right, the players have a direct interest into the game because, you know, they're discussing stuff like a salary cap. And other other rights like that, you know, like that that's something that happens with their with their discussion to implement, right? Like it's it's does that doesn't happen in soccer. It's really like a wild west kind of thing. Everyone's in it for themselves. Like there's no there's no salary cap. The players really discuss with teams individually, and even if one team tries to implement some sort of like ruling, another team in another league doesn't have to play by that. Like other than transfer windows, that's about the only like restriction in soccer. That exists, but that, saying that it makes like makes my argument also kind of weaker because you know like if you want to play in a, like you know American football, the NFL is the only place to play it. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm not really again that's why I was conjecture. I'm 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 making like a very sweeping generalization generalization across many different like international football, soccer leagues. So. Maybe it's just conjecture, but I do feel like at least in recent years, NFL players like when they act collectively, like maybe on an individual basis, they get fucked over a lot. Like there's no such thing as guaranteed contracts in the NFL, yada yada. And you know, it's 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 really tough to be like a rank and file player. But it does seem like collectively they have more power than the collective collective of soccer players. But then again, that's just conjecture from like what I've observed. So the second like little bit of difference in like a sports culture that I was wanted to ask you about is that so after the uh, the Erickson scenario, uh, from what I observed at least, fans seem to be okay with it. That's that's right, right? The fans like they seem to understand the explanation given by UFA. It really sucks, but the turn the tournament must go on. Basically, is, is yeah. that is right? And I want to uh, sir theorize that in in the nuclear scenario that I was um, I was describing like in the Super Bowl this happens and the players decide hey hey like we can't play tonight we gotta we gotta postpone this we gotta play it again in like a week if the player if the players did that I feel like the fans would um they would support it you know yeah and I, and, I, I, and, I, and I feel like but I also feel like uh conversely if people did that in a World Cup finals, the, the fans would uh, not support it. Am I looking on soccer fans too uh, too unfairly? I mean, what's what's uh, what's your take on this? Uh, I think both takes are uh, fair. So you agree, soccer fans are scum. Yes. Well, all fans are scum, but you're saying they're, they're more scummy. They're they're more scummy than I, I mean. I feel like the scumminess is also like, it's a. It's an extension of their passion too. 
Like if, when you get like super fanatical about sports, your ethics go out the window. And I also, I, I often feel that soccer fans like they take they, their passion goes beyond what the NFL fans have like by, by a lot. Like mm-hmm. the NFL fans get like their, their, their fanaticism doesn't go to past the line where they, they ignore human decency. Whereas I feel like soccer fans do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I, I think it's, I, I don't have much experience with NFL fans. So I'm not going to talk about them. Um, but I think that definitely happened in soccer. Um, but I, 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 w- I will say that the the general um, response from pe- people was was quite not shocked, but quite um, you know unexpected that 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 they were gonna play like it, like they, they, some people were unsure, like they were surprised that they were still going to play. But there was no were. outrage. But there was no outrage, there, you're right, yes. Ultimately, ultimately, people seem to accept that, hey, this is the... There's no good decision here. It, it sucks for everyone, but the tournament has to go on. And, yeah. and they seem to accept that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. If, if I could ask you, like, a... Like a I, I feel like this is this is like sort of like a, maybe like a little bit of a dodgy question, but like, what what, what what's your opinion on it? On what the Ericsson thing? Well, no, uh, I'm no. Uh, oh, okay. Let, let's say you were in in the shoes of a player on the field. Like, how would you feel about it? I wouldn't play. You wouldn't play. No, I wouldn't play. For, uh, for what I, reason? I, and and I would I would tell people that's just my personal. Why? Because I think like at that point, my my head's like it's the game is unimportant to me. Like it's it's irrelevant. The game is not important. Um, and I, For I, what I, would, I would because like you just I don't know if it would be like not not like I'm not saying like they died. Like, I, like, yeah, so, it's, it's let's a, say it's, let's say it's ambiguous. Let's say it's ambiguous. It's, it's ambiguous. And he, here's the thing, right? We're, we're talking about this. This sport, um, sorry, we're talking about like the sport of NFL. I haven't even mentioned this, and I should probably should mention this, but this has happened many a time. People have died many a time in Formula One racing and racing, race race car driving, and the the, the race continues. Um, yeah. and it happened almost always, um, until almost very recently where it stopped happening. I think in Formula One, I don't know about the other one, but I think in Formula One, there was oh, but they still they still raced the next day. Hold up. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. While you look it up, I'm, I'm going to say like personally, like for me, like I would also say we should stop playing, but it would be out of respect for the um, the players' family and people around them. But like personally, it it wouldn't affect me. It it wouldn't come from like a place of my person. It would be out of like consideration for like the, the people close to the player who's injured, or, uh, or the person who's like whose life is in danger. But personally, I'd be like, if some, it, it wouldn't like affect. I don't. Well, you know, this is like hard to, this is theorizing, but I, but I don't think that, from my point of view, it, it would make me want to uh, cancel the game personally. Maybe that makes me like a really unfeeling person. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, so the the Bianchi incident that was um in the, the difference was with that one um was the fact that he didn't die 
the, on the day or even like in that week, it was a couple weeks, a couple months actually, actually after. Um, but yeah, so that, that was the most recent death um, of a Formula One driver. But the one I'm thinking of is the most infamous one, which is the eighth and center one in 1994, where he died um, and they continued the race and the race continued with him. And this was like a, something that happened like throughout motorsport like it was like people died in motorsport quite often um so was before there, that. And, and did they stop because every time there was outrage like like why did they stop doing that i'm well, assuming the, like there the was... sport itself got a lot more safe so people died less freaking like since senna which was in the 93 94 um mm-hmm. that was like a 15 20 year break between the next death uh but what okay. they had stopped doing was they stopped playing the v- video of like crashes and stuff because of outrage and um maybe that's unless they knew looking. that people were okay maybe that's worth looking into maybe that's worth looking into like what the reaction was at the time like to see if people were outraged over the decision to keep the race going after senna's crash no pe- most people kept going because um yeah like so in, in one... that in that race the day before somebody died in like one of the practice in the formula 2 or something and they kept racing because it was just expected. So it's just so the the culture, the culture of race is different, okay. though. Yeah. So why did the change recently? Then why did the culture change? It hasn't changed. Audience. Oh, so people I just don't just, die anymore. People just people don't just die. Don't, is what you're saying don't die as much. Yeah. But you're saying if someone did die, uh, they would probably continue the race because that's the culture of motorsports. I would think so. Yes. You know. I mean that, that that's pretty interesting too because like uh, I guess it's such an inherently dangerous sport. It's almost like baked in, and people sort of like like, like the drivers seem that they have that attitude too, right? Yeah, like there there is an expectation of the chance of death. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a devil may care uh, attitude that that pervades the drivers, and like even the fans seem to think like this is like a like acceptable pseudo blood sport. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. I, I mean, so that, that's why people are, are okay with boxing being a sport in general. Like, yeah. there's a chance I'm going to die. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this makes logical sense, but I guess if you're condoning a sport that has a chance of death, like a unusually high chance of death, then like, why wouldn't you be okay with uh, it resuming when some, if someone dies, right? Yeah, like, if you're if you're if you're condoning its existence in the first place, then like, what's what's the um, What's, what's the huge hang up over the uh, the death outcome happening? Like it, it's statistically it was going to happen. Like running the sport is basically like a like a statistical guarantee that over X events someone's going to die. So when it happens, like why are we acting surprised? So I, I guess you could I guess you could look at it that way. I don't know. Maybe that's too maybe that's too bold. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a realistic to take, and that's different from like soccer and, and you know even NFL, which is pretty right. dangerous I, sport. Right, I guess I, can, I guess you could say in those sports, there's no realistic expectation that someone's gonna someone's gonna pass away during a match. Yeah, hmm. uh-huh. is that it? Is is that is it? Is it that simple? It's, I it's, it's that like simple. the sport the, the sports where where the sports whereby. By competing, you're signing a death death warrant. In that case, it's okay because we've all accepted it implicitly, and that that's the, that's the big difference. Yeah, maybe maybe it is. I don't I don't know. I, I got I, I got a 
I think about that a little bit in that case. Keith, any thoughts? Uh, the only thing I had a thought about was uh, you saying that you wouldn't like personally care to stop the game, but you would do it out of respect for people close to uh, the person who was injured. Um, but I feel like that is, um, I feel like that's something you can only say from the outside looking in. Yeah. Cause I no, feel no, like yeah, def- if you're like, definitely. if you're on that team and like, that's the person you're like competing with and like, you're basically one of the people that are close to them at that point. Yeah. That's if they're your teammate. Yeah. They yeah. Could be a oh, team player there. You know, no, no, that's right. Like I was, I was thinking about it sort of from like a, on the other side perspective. But even then, I guess there's like a bond between players in the league that you don't really realize unless you're in the league. So you know, it's definitely an outsider perspective. Yeah. So the, I mean, that's the only thing that I was going to mention because that's that's one of those things where like I I would agree with you like in general like the 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 mindset, but I feel like once you're you know in the trenches uh it's sort of like it sort of shifts and i like i would right. i would get it how like ads was saying like once if it's if it happens right in front of you and like that's somebody that you were like on the field with or something you your mind would be elsewhere no yeah yeah i mean I, I, yeah yeah that, that 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 was probably like an oversight by me definitely like people especially in american sports they always refer to it as a, as a brotherhood like there seems to be like a connecting bond between these guys, even if they're on different teams. So yeah, that's that's probably is like oversight by. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, uh, I I don't know the I think I don't I don't know that most people in how should I say this? I feel like most people would be fine with games getting played uh continued like it's i don't know it's it's sort of weird because there would be a like an immediate reaction like how could you keep going um in the sort of way like this is like everybody has that sort of like pullback from a tragic event and they'd be like how could you put the other players through playing or whatever but like if it needs to happen i i feel like people would get over it fairly quickly mm. is how i feel like most of these things would go um unless you're like like i feel like there's very few people who would go like to the extreme of like like if we're going all the way to the end of like cancel the season right there's going to be a few people all the way at that end and then as you like dial it back, I feel like you end up with most people being like, yeah, this was bad, but at some point it has to like keep going. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's the key. There is uh, the public perception of the players, uh, their agency in this, right? Because UFO made it clear to try to make it seem like the players had a part of this, this decision. And I feel like that's that's a situation where, you know, we come to loggerheads. 
or if the players are adamant they don't want to play and and it becomes clear that there was conflict and the league truly strong-armed them into it i feel like that's where this becomes the issue where like fans become divided and that's where i guess like in america that would be the culture war that that would be the standard nfl culture war of like you know uh you know uh, i mean sadly in america everything's the left-right culture war but but that's what it would lead to inevitably yeah like was there uh so the game was i know it was canceled and i know there's like we're we're late in the season so there's like playoff implications or something like that and so i feel like that is where the like the real divide is like there's the divide between like should it be postponed should it be canceled continue play like that stuff the stage is how long can you go with letting the players like mental reset and everything to to play and then there's sort of the there's also like more at stake here uh like the the because once the the player is removed from the situation like they're hospitalized and they're recovering or whatever like that's one issue and then there's the like these teams have been competing for a year to try to win a championship like there's there's more there that you also have to worry about. And then there's like the, that's where the fans will be like, yeah, this was bad, but like my team can win a Super Bowl this year. Oh no, for sure. Now, now that it's confirmed that the Mar is going to live in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the very college takes from the teams that were fucked over by this decision saying, yo, like we could have had number one seed. We could have home field advantage. Like why did why why didn't we replay it? Like those takes are they're they're coming. They're, they're coming. Yeah, that's where that's where I feel like you have the people that are like just like play the game or something. Like just do like we we're over the whole injury part of it. Now we're like worried about other stuff. So that's where I feel like the the major griping is. Yeah. Well, anyway, my big takeaway from this, despite the situations being incredibly uh, different, as we have as we explained, one was a regular season game, one was during a tournament. My my big takeaway is that I feel like European, not okay. Well, I guess we call it European soccer because it was UEFA. European soccer is like compared to NFL. Like we shit on NFL all the time, and deservedly so. But uh, European soccer culture way more toxic. It's still way more toxic. I I think. I don't know if I'm making this accusation unfairly, but that's how I perceived it. Yeah. All right. I think it's, yeah, I think it's uh, as, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I don't have good evidence because the situations were so different. But uh, from my from my from my imperfect comparison, I'm going to come to that con- conclusion. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that conclusion. <laughs> All right, okay. As an EU soccer fan, you agree. I have, I have a consensus of one. That's enough for me. All right. Next up. Okay. Uh, you said you had to go soon, but you, so do you want to do topic or do you want to just do songs? Because I don't, I don't know how much time you got. We can do a short. Let's do the short Rolling Stone thing. And, All right. Because I'm like, honestly, I, I don't. I didn't. I, I quickly scrolled through most of it, but yeah, right. like, I'm not gonna talk about every Should single you- one of them. You said you had a take, so you have take. Give give me your take. Okay, so never mind. Uh, so Rolling Stone, the the greatest purveyor of troll lists in music history, released their list of top two hundred singers of all time, coming on the heels of other lists such as like top two hundred albums of all time, top two hundred rock bands of all time, top two hundred guitars of all time. They just make top two hundred lists. It's it's their shtick. They do it. They do it every yeah. now and then. They finally got the singers. 
I'm super. I'm only shocked that they got the singers like in 2022, 2023. It, it took them long enough. Anyway, list controversial as usual. Adds your thoughts. Okay, my thoughts. First off, they they do make. I was just want to talk about the like, what do you call it? The not the how how they came up with the how they came up with the list. They say well, it's not just about like how good like raw sing singing capabilities. It's you know how great it's the greatest singers right like they they say the 200 greatest singers of all time but obviously they used best singers of all time in in like the lead to like get that because that's what people use right anyways uh the first couple oh oh, sorry oh oh, sorry oh sorry my my bad the list did first come out in 2008 they updated it again 15 years later okay they usually do that yeah um yeah so so they, what they said was, you know, in 2008, I was going to get that. In 2008, they did have, um, it was a voting process and it was very skewed towards 60s and 70s artists and classic rock. Um, but now they wanted to update it so that it also includes other singers, um, including more modern singers as well. And I felt like the first, like, the, the by first, I mean, like the 200 to 150 zone was like, Hey, so these are these artists that aren't actually good singers, but they're popular and new, and most people will know, like, younger people will know them and will get them talking. Like, at 191, they have Jungkook, BTS, of BTS fame. Oh, 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 oh Jungkook. God damn it. Fucking, like, foreigners saying Korean names. Okay. I've never heard his name said before, to be honest. No, no, no. This is Korea's fault for not having, like, good romanization. I, I I don't blame you. They should. Uh, I, that's that's one of the things that Japan has pretty good romanization, and, and unless they do the um the weird. But the, 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 romanization. Well, the problem is, the, the problem is, is the fucking like intonations. You know, like, like, you can get the sounds right. It's it, it's like Toyota, you know. Yeah. That's that's okay though. But I'm saying like the there's the other style of Japanese um, romanization where they do S I instead of S H I. I hate that shit. Um, or two instead of two TSU, yeah. Um. Anyways, uh. So yeah, the first like couple fifty spots, like they were like, in, it's basically like, hey, let's just throw out some names that people are gonna know, like one seventy five Lana Del Rey, you know, like all, all these other artists that are like pretty new. Brand Brandy nineteen nineties one hit wonder brand. Okay, one hit wonder is kind of kind of offensive. Nineteen nineties R and B star Brandy at one ninety three. Yeah, like, like I said, like they're just checking out names, and then once you hit the top hundred, that's when they are, they're really talking about like people they think are actually good singers, um, or 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 at the very least like people who's who have like iconic voices. I think that's a really important part of lists like this. You also need an iconic voice. Like like there are a lot of people that sing very similarly, but there are some iconic voices that make them damn Usher made at ninety seven. Yeah, like, uh, but yeah, yeah like, like like Bob Dylan, who sucks, but yeah, Bob Bob yeah. Dylan's not a good singer, but he has an iconic voice. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where he's ranked in this. He's like the top twenty. Is he re- he's like fifteenth of it. Okay, so so this is where I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about like the, t- the top twenty. Really, first off, at twenty one, we have Nina Simone. This is so offensive. I don't even want to get. To, I'm not even get to it. Nina Simone's uh, better who's, than. Who's Nina Simone? You don't know who Nina Simone is? Am I offending you? Kind of, yeah. 
she's one of the most f- like famous um like jazz and gospel singers when was she active all the time when was she active like in the 50s all right probably like the 60s was like her main popularity i'd say all right um i'm I'm not a music nerd so i i can't say i know so i'm I'm, I'm sorry have you like heard like what what are my famous songs like um what, what do they say here like feeling good you know what? Maybe if I heard it, I would know. I feel like a lot of these songs are like the ones if you just played it for me, I would know what it is, but I just don't know who who played it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. 20, Marvin Gaye. Great singer. I love Marvin Gaye. Um, 19, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. 17, Elvis Presley. I don't, I don't, okay. Elvis is an iconic voice. Sinatra is a better singer. But anyways. Uh, 16, Prince. 15. Were you asking me where Bob Dylan was? He was 15th. Freddie Fuck Mercury at 14. You don't like Bob Dylan? I mean, I like his voice. Also, he he won he won the Pulitzer, which is a meme, but whatever. Let's go. Let's go on. Freddie Mercury at fourteen. Patsy Cline, twelve. John Lennon. Um, sure, John Lennon. Yeah. All right, that, that's also that's also tragic. We, we should really have Jason on for this one, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think John Lennon's that good of a singer. Um, but 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 he's an iconic singer. So there's that. Um, Little Richard, eleven. Anyways, nine. Otis Redding. I love Otis Redding. Beyonce at eight. She was like the only like two thousand artist I think in in the list. Oh no, we got Mariah Carey at five. Mariah Carey at five. Um, which is this? This is the weird one, right? Like where Mariah Carey comes into this, like basically purely off of her singing ability. But they they've really got to intersect this like where there's people who are here for the, like the how iconic they are versus their singing ability for Billie, Hol- isn't it, Billie Holiday. Is it is it isn't it mostly because Mariah Carey? This is a bit of a tangent, but I feel like she's the singer who. Okay, I don't want to insult Mariah Carey, but I guess I am insulting Mariah Carey. Watch I feel yourself. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I feel like uh, of the uh, the divas, the great singers, she's the one who has the greatest reputation compared to her actual ability to sing. And then, so maybe this would be being myopic because her peak was very short. And nowadays she's like, not quite as good. But they wheel her out for Christmas and then wheel her back in. And she, and she lip syncs. They wheel her out for Christmas and she lip syncs. So like, I, I don't know what's going on. I feel like you just said Mariah Carey can't sing, which is just like, the most not absurd anymore. thing anybody's anymore. ever said. Okay, you know I, don't want to, I shouldn't say not anymore, but okay. She's like, okay. You know what? I, I feel like I, I, I've already gone too controversial, so. This is, very, okay. this is a very hot take. Yeah, Mariah Carey can definitely sing. I'm not saying she can't sing. I'm just saying, like, her, her reputation. She has the most enhanced reputation uh, relative to her, her ability. Well, she's on, she's on the list for two reasons. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, two reasons. One, one is her, iconic, yes. her her ability, and the other is her impact. Yeah, uh, I, I think the fact that she pushed singing in pop to like a new technical level that wasn't really pushed much before in terms of the technicality of pop music. Is, is it okay if I say like ability-wise she's only top 20? No. Ability wise, <laughs> okay. she's top three. 
Yeah, <laughs> okay. Julio Rush is that good. Okay. Anyways, um, the other thing which, Whitney Houston. Hold on, which I I do say she's top three, but I do agree that like the actual top three on this list are better singers than her. So there's that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, she's like the definitely five... better than top twenty, though. Come on now. Yeah, she's top ten vocalists for sure. Uh, right, top right. twenty would put her behind Bob Dylan. No, no, I'm saying that this, I mean the entire list. The entire list is fucked up. I'm, I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah, I, I just want to say, Aretha Franklin, a well-deserved first place. Whitney Houston, I think the top five, I, I, I pretty much agree with. But beyond that, it gets a bit like, how are you going? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the top five, I actually think, are good. It's a good five. It's a good five. It's a solid five. We're saying yeah, Ross. We're saying Ross on this list. Sorry. Oh, Dan Ross, eighty-seven. Okay, that, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit mad about that, but whatever. Yeah, like but the thing with with lo- list this long, right? Is like I'm not gonna get into the weeds of like this person should be like eighty instead of eighty-seven. You know, like it's not important. I think the important part is you get like the top ten right, and the rest is just filler. <laughs> okay, I, I, that's, I feel like that's it's how wrong. I feel. I feel like it's wrong that John Lennon gets to be top twenty based on like iconicness, and Michael Jackson is eighty six. Like that, is that Michael feels Jackson wrong. Eighty six. Yeah, like, if you're giving people like a a premium based on iconicness, in that case, like you, you can't justify Michael Jackson being eighty six to Lennon's whatever, whatever, whatever he was in the top twenty. But that, that Michael like... Jackson's iconicness is not just from singing. So that's the only sort of like leeway that they get from right but i I, want john lennon but as singers he was he was a better singer than john lennon so i don't i don't know what we're we're doing here yeah i don't know but i was i was going to basically say i agree with ads well my first take is that the top 11 on this list are all black people which is the best part of the list uh top 11 one second second. 12 john lennon is the first non-black person on this list Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Um, the uh, the other thing I was going to say is w- because the way that I first saw this list was because there was an article about Celine Dion being left off of it. Is that I feel like when you when you make a list like this, when it's this you, long, yeah, you sort of like you have the people that you're actually going to say something about really high. And then everything else, you're you're basically just like making up a list to say things about people. Yeah, exactly. And it just like so like I think the idea of the list at all is just funny. But yeah, that that's your shtick though. Like they make top two hundreds all the fucking time. That's that's their shtick. Cause like do like if you go to like one sixty through one forty one, because it's like broken up in sections of twenty. Like, at that point, you're just, like, rooting for someone you like to be on the list at all versus, like, it mattering where they are on the list. I will say, when when I I click on Rolling Stone lists, I basically don't look at the top 20, uh, top, like, bottom 100. Um, I go to the 20, and I'm like, how the fuck did they not include this person in the top 20? That's basically (laughs) what I do. (laughs) Like, that's that's where the ranking starts in your head. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, like, hey, 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 hip hop singer IU is 135. That, that, that's like a travesty. I, I, I feel terrible because of this. Oh my God. This is so bad. The biggest snub on this list is that Haley Williams isn't on it. She's not oh, on it, really. Yeah. That's surprising. Well, Avril Lavigne, is she not on it? No. Britney Spears? The, I think the, the only... No, I think Christina's on it, though, but Britney isn't. The uh, only two people that I was looking for were... Uh, like Whitney, has Whitney a, who yeah. I knew was going to be very high in yeah. Florence Welch and that's those are the only two people that I was Is really Florence Welch on it? Yeah, she's one twenty eight. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Fuck she wasn't on it. I was, I was gonna fine. say like like in terms of iconicness, Britney had an iconic voice, even though she, her singing wasn't like the greatest. They put Courtney Love at hundred and thirty a band Yeah. When the so the list really like I you mentioned this with the the way that they threw like names on it at the top of the list, uh, like the 200 and whatever with mm-hmm. Rosalie at 200 and Billie Eilish at 198 and Burna boy at 197 is like, cause I started scrolling from 200 just to see who was there, not reading anything. And I was like, this list is definitely, I'm, I'm in for one scrolling through this list. I was like, I don't know who they're going to include on this list. How is Rihanna 68? Oh my God. And I'm like a Rihanna fan, so ah man, uh-uh. yeah. I, above I mean, Michael, above Michael Jackson. What the fuck, dude? You pick any of the fucking random names of in the top sixties and be like, yo, I have this mm, it's, it's succeeding. It's succeeding. Like they they achieved their goal. I'm, I'm fucking triggered, man. I'm fucking triggered. See, they did it. They won. I know. They know. They won. We we talked about their fucking article. Don't 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 read it. <laughs> it there's, I know Keith will be. Happy about this. They have Sade at 51. Sade. Oh, Sade. Another name that I've never heard said before. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Sade, actually. You know what? I'm not sure. But I, I, I've heard other people say it that way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that that's correct. I believe it's Sade. Okay. God damn it. Oh, we'll is this, is it not English? I don't know what it is, if I'm being honest with you. Nigerian? Yeah, it's Nigerian British. Nigerian. Nigerian British. Oh, I was surprised. I was shocked to see. Oh, it is uh, Shade. Okay. Miriam Makeba at 53. Not because I don't think she belongs on the list. I I think she does. I was just shocked that they actually put her on the list. That was another one that I was was looking for. Yeah. Um, uh, Like I said, I I think it's it's a list that's just there. To like a to get a bunch of people who's like have like big fandoms in, and then to just have the top ten, that's top twenty maybe if you really want. But I I think Frank Sinatra is a better singer and more iconic than John Lennon. But that's beside the point. That's the point. All right. Uh, in any case, let's that's let's it. Let's songs. How yeah, did they not have just... Celine Dion on it? I don't understand. Like how you can have so many randoms. Pick? And just not have Celine Dion on it. Yeah, that's your big take. Yeah. yeah I don't know. What? Where I would agree. you have There's Celine Dion? Keep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're randoms, but but uh, yeah, she should have been on here somewhere. Where would I have Celine on this list? Where would I yeah. put Celine Dion? I would. She would be uh, well, easily top fifty. Mm-hmm. Easily. Um, 
I think probably top twenty for me. Top twenty, yeah. Someone that's I don't know, top yet. twenty, but but definitely not in the also mentioned category, like above above the you know honorable mentions. Yeah, in yeah top fifty. I mean, I'm just look. I'm just scrolling to the top fifty, and I think she's better than like a lot of the people in the top fifty. Ariana Grande at forty three, for example. Honestly, I I could not tell you like uh, like what her. I, I don't know her voice. She can sing quite well, actually. She's actually really good. Singer. You don't but know Celine Dion's voice? No, like Ariana Grande. Oh, Ariana Grande sounds like uh, Mariah Carey, but Worse. not. It just right. doesn't sound like super distinct is it, to, to me. Or maybe that's because I don't listen to pop music. If you if you listen to Ariana Grande, you would you would know her voice. It's it's a pretty distinct right. like right. high. It's like high-pitched raspy like i she's, personally she's i'm not a fan of her voice but like i get it yeah she stopped doing it though she stopped doing it really that was like her early career where she started using that higher register mm. yeah i was gonna say like I, I, i'm i'm a fan of uh C- camila cabello's music and, and i just gotta say yeah, she has the most generic voice ever and she just blends in with every other pop star yep. yeah Let's wrap this up because I actually do have to go. Let's right. talk about songs. songs. I'll do first. I'll go first. My song is The News by Paramore. Um, speaking of Hayley William, so it kind of like ties in. Um, I think this is a great song. I think it's interesting to see um, Paramore come back with a more rock-oriented style, which is surprising considering how every single one of their albums has like been pushing more and more towards a pop sound with every with every style. And I think the only reason this happened was because Hayley Williams did a did her own solo album where she got to do the stuff that she wanted to do. And now we can come back and do Paramore stuff. And it's great. So yeah, the news by Paramore. The album is like in so many more months, but yeah, I'm excited. I'll go, I'll go next. Oh, by the way, so I'll go next and... Uh... I wanted to put in like a new song I listened to on Spotify this week, but uh, the only thing I listened to was uh, Rosalia's Motomami because you guys were really high on it. And, and I got to say, like, it's fine, but I, I don't get uh, why it's people's like favorite album of the year or stuff like that. I'm like, it's fine. So maybe, maybe I'm just an old man who doesn't get music anymore. Yeah, you don't like having fun. It's fine. Like it's just like not not like the best thing ever. Which people seem to tell me anyway. Uh, so also I'll pick uh just a typical wax song. It's uh Twin Shadows Half Life, which is I don't know. Uh, ads can listen to it and give me give it a genre label, but it's like very uh, typical wax shit. Also, just to add, you also because you don't listen to a lot of new music, you don't know how bad new music is. So that also plays a part in it. So when something is like good, it like stands out because everything else is trash. Um, but yeah, my song is, uh, how should I say this? So there is, it's a Japanese girl group based in Korea called XG, who they did uh, a, they released like a rap band? cipher. That um, that went kind of viral on one of the parts of it went viral on TikTok in the last like month or so. Um, so 
my song is not the cipher because it's not it the the cipher is not readily available on Spotify where the playlist is. So instead, I'm just choosing one of their uh one of their two singles that they've released so far, and this one is Tippy Toes uh by XG, which is I think it's weird that it's like it's a Japanese girl group based in are, Korea, and both of their K-pop? singles so far are all English. Are they rap or are they K-pop? Like, what's their genre? They well, there's seven members and four of them are rappers. So, okay, it's it's like the the cipher is in. I guess part of the reason why it was impressive was because it they have like nice delivery and flow and whatever, but they're also rapping in uh, nice. English, Japanese, and Korean. All right. This this looks like the people who are aspiring to be the next to anyone from from what I can tell. Yeah, so the thing is, I don't even, sense. I don't think either one of their singles is that good, yeah. but I just feel like putting them on the playlist, so that's why I'm I'm just recommending the one single that I like more than the other one, even though I don't really like either one of them. I mean, someone yeah, has I'm to feel the, the now. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Someone has to fill the two anyone shaped hole in K-pop, where, because, uh, where it's like, what, not traditionally pretty girls, I mean, I guess they're pretty, but like, you know, like. I don't know. That's just, I feel like now you're just being rude. I don't even know what this means. I also, I'm not, so I'm not big on K-pop. I don't really listen to it, but I feel like. like, 21 was the the idol band that was uh, for kids who are too cool for normal idol bands, even though they are still an idol band. You know what I mean? It's like, they're like a little bit edgier. (laughs) They're they're not as doll, they're not as doll-like. Uh, you know, it's it's the SNSD versus Twenty One. If, if if you know you know what I mean. I think it's just funny that like they would be notable for being the less attractive idols. Like that's well, I, I I said the less traditionally attractive in like the K-pop that's, that's uni- uniformy sense. You know you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I know what I, you I, mean. You, you you don't get to be an idol without being attractive. But but what, what I'm saying is that like you don't necessarily go for this. Uh, like, they had less surgery than everybody else. Well, I mean, like you let them like go outside of this certain band of looks is, is what I'm saying, because everyone else is sort of like within the certain certain like, you know, I guess like a modern band is like that is like Twice. Twice is like in the old SNSD model where it's like everyone is in the very like this uh, in a very certain uh, a very fixed framework of attractiveness, I should say. Is it problematic if specifically referring to K-pop, I say that I can't tell any of them apart? I mean, it's intentional, so whatever. Okay. But it's problematic, but don't say it in polite company. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm just, you know, it's one of those Uh, things where I feel like uh, if you showed me, like, a group of K-pop idols, I would not be able to tell you who they are outside of, like, select members of, like, like SNSD. Like, like the way I explain it is that like uh, like KDA the the riot thing that's basically model off to anyone like it's like it's so model off to anyone it's it's not even funny so hmm. I think the um the thing about like K-pop rap is how often they all use the same like nasally style and nobody ever yeah. do- doesn't do the nasally style it's kind of interesting that that's just the dominant rapping style in K-pop. I yeah, I think I it's just... uh, it's so actually listening to the cipher had me thinking about like what it must be like, like the difference there must be to have like rap as part of 
like culture versus rap as like something that you're trying to do commercially. Commercially, yeah. And it's I was so I was thinking I I don't have any real thoughts on it right now. It was just something that I was thinking about at the time, but I was like, that's probably something I could look into because it's mm. it is actually fascinating to see like how other uh countries and especially like a like a machine like k-pop the k-pop industry would be to have like this like purely outside looking in sort of uh commercial commercialized product where they're because even in the cypher they're like rapping over like jid beats and dreamville beats and stuff like that um, yeah but the, even then they're like you know they're mixed in to like sound more capable yeah the last one uh, versus yeah like an actual like somebody from like the hoods of atlanta or something like that trying to rap to like make it out and stuff like that it's very interesting yeah. wax you listened to cycle or have it said and said this was the boring song wait which one rosalia yeah yeah, well, I mean, I, I listened to it, like passively while I was like doing other stuff, but I was like, no, it's fine. Like nothing super stood out. That's just what, that's what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Okay. Right. I know I mean, it was that... fine. Like I I, 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 didn't like hate it or anything. Like I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's cool. Okay. Oh, by, by, by the way, I, I came very close to recommending a Kanye song, but I forgot he was banned from the podcast. So. Yeah, he's canceled. It's 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 because I was I was skitter last night and uh, it just came on. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And it's like, it, it it was very amusing because the Kanye was definitely not canceled at the hookah bar we were at. Yeah, it still gets played in my gym as well. He still gets played in my gym. I was I was Only. gonna say the 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 hookah bar seems like the place where anti-Semitism would be most accepted. Probably. <laughs> Okay, and with that, we will, with you know, that last phrase, we'll end the pod. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support us at Monetarily, you can go to www.coffee.ko-fi.com slash the jujus. And if you donate money, a lot of money, I will go skiing one more time. But that's be a shit ton. Like, more than it, I, I need to come out ahead, is what I'm trying to say. I need to come out ahead after paying for this skiing bullshit. Okay, I'm not gonna like it. I'm gonna come back and still say fuck skiing, um, white people sport. Uh, and with that, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week, maybe. Next week.